Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the Monday morning episode. Welcome along. Um, I'm sorry, Sam. I've just woken up. To be quite honest with you, um, I went. I, t- I got, got dispatched the kids to school at about mm. eight o'clock, half eight, and then um, I went back to bed. I'm not sorry. I don't. No, I don't, you I don't shouldn't care. be. This is. This is. Uh, it, I didn't think I could respect you anymore, but I do now. <laughs> this, this is something that I love to do. Um, can't remember if I've discussed it much with you. I know that you, you know, obviously we both like naps, but we enjoy our sleeps. Yeah. On Saturday, I went out with um, I went, I went, me and Len go to the gym right. and um, and do training and and whatnot together right, on Saturday. And then usually we just go home and chill out. But he wanted to go up the comic shop, so we. we <laughs> what a dear. I know, classic. So we decided to go into town. We decided to go to a nearby town and go to the comic shop so he could spend some pocket money. And while we were there, I was like, fuck it, I'm starving. Let's have a five, guys. Right? So it turned into a brilliant (laughs) day. I got home around lunchtime and I was thinking, or like, no, obviously about three o'clock we'd had lunch out. And didn't have much else on. Thought there was some football on. And I just went, I'm a bit tired. I might go and have a lie down on the bed. Took off my trousers. Yeah. Took off my jumper. <laughs> got under the... It, it, it happens in, in a sequence, doesn't it? Because first thing, I'll just lie on the bed in my clothes. Yeah. Then you remove... Then you think, well, I'll take my shoes off, obviously. <laughs> then you think, oh, this top's a bit uncomfortable. I'll take that yeah. off. Mm. And then you think, fuck this, I'm taking my trousers off. I can't. I can't relax with these jeans on. So yeah, the jeans came off. And sometimes you'll have something in your pockets and it sort of digs yeah. in when you're lying down. Yeah. It, exactly, if you want to turn yeah. on your side. So then you think, well, fucking hell, now I've taken some clothes on. I'm just in my pants and T-shirt and socks. I feel a bit chilly. Well, I might get under the cover. You've got to get under the cover. It's then you get under the cover. On top of the cover. Then you get under the cover. Then, then the next thing you know, your wife is gently rocking your shoulder. You open your eyes, it's pitch black outside. I go, <laughs> oh, what happened? She goes, I just thought you might want to wake up so you don't sleep through the night. It's 5.30. <laughs> Two and a half fucking hours kick, mate. <laughs> Love it. Bang! I guess, though, that all of the ingredients of the day beforehand let led to that you've got, you've got the physical exertion of the gym the training you, an hour at the gym yeah. with a trainer because we, we and, and, and like it's very hard and that usually exhausts me that's enough for me on a Saturday usually then, then you've got the, the additional adrenaline of the comic shop the, the comic shop is a real rush it's invigorating <laughs> uh, yeah. it's fun but it's exhausting and then you've got a big uh, meal big <laughs> meal to sleep off afterwards I think no. We also nipped into M and S to get him a couple of new T-shirts as well. So brilliant, because um, fantastic. So I mean, he managed to see the day out awake, but he was yeah. very grumpy in the evening. And I said to him, "Mate, 
The reason you're grumpy is that we have had a super exhausting day. See what your dad does. Goes to bed for two and a half sleep. hours when he gets home. <laughs> Sound asleep, always, mate. Dreaming and everything. I always tell my son this when he's really knackered on an evening. I said, just go to bed early. Mm. Just you know, you normally go to bed at eleven. Go to bed. Go to bed at like ten. Just have yeah. a sleep. It's yeah. what your body wants. Just do it. Sometimes kids don't understand that. Nah, it's a, the, the, you, you can't tell kids anything when it comes to sleep. My, no, but my son is better than my daughter. My daughter sort of on principle thinks she has to stay up to a certain hour because if not, yeah. I don't know what she thinks. Maybe she feels she's wasting her life. I don't know. Yeah. But my but Len will sometimes just go, I think I might go to bed and he'll just take himself off to bed. Oh, he'll do that. That's good. But That's not, really not good. super not super early, but he'll often do it around his bedtime. You won't need to chase him up yeah. because he'll just think, I feel a bit tired. I think I'll go to bed. No, don't fight it. Yeah. Well, um, um Here's something. My daughter is now 18. She turned 18 mm. in December mm. uh, and obviously is enjoying the lifestyle that comes with being 18. Yeah. Plus. She's an adult, mate. She's got an, an adult, adult daughter. I've got an adult human in me, yeah. in me, in me realm. Um, she was, she went out Saturday night uh, with her friends to the, uh, the local bars and nightclubs and all right. that. She yeah. didn't go out till 11 PM because that's Fuck kind of off. what they do. Um, to be fair, one of our mates was working late, and so she didn't get out till eleven. So she met her mate at eleven, and she came. She came home at five thirty a.m. Oh my morning. god! So this is new. This is that's very new. This is mind shattering. Has she ever been home anywhere close to that late? Before? Well, she's she's done a couple of sort of like three a.m.s. Right. I mean, she's done stuff where she's been to parties, but now that she's going out to license did she go premises... To a, did she go to a nightclub? Yeah, she did. She went did, to a nightclub. Did she and go... Was it in Sunderland or Newcastle? Sunderland. Right. And it's this This is the nightclub scene now. The nightclubs are open till 5am, so... Are they? I did not know that. that. That's that. I don't think there's much of that about in London. I think London licensing is quite strict, isn't it? Don't know. My kids are, uh, yet aren't that old enough but to go in, to In the provinces... I know I've tried to get a drink after 11pm in Soho before. That's not easy. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I want, oh, I want to come in and have a dance. No, no, I'm not just looking for a drink. I don't even... I just want to come in and have a dance and maybe take some ecstasy. What do you mean? I'm 23. I'm into all of the dance music and that. You know, acid house and all that stuff. Go on, let us in. Don't be a dickhead. No, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> just let so, us yeah. in yeah <laughs> so yeah she was she was out till 5.30am and um, but I mean I was talking to our mother about this and we both said well when we were her age the nightclubs were open till 2.30am mm. and that was when we went home because we had to and if they'd been open till 5 we probably would have stayed out till 5 so what can you do what can you do it's just where yeah. we're at yeah, I mean, hopefully she's having a nice time. Mm-hmm. you just got to sort of think, well, I've raised her well enough to this point now. Fly free, my, she's my an angel. She's adult human. <laughs> well, the, the, the other night we went to, um, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but we went to an open evening for a university that was being yeah, held yeah, at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, St. James's Park. St. James's Park. That. So that, all, that sounds like some sort from, of stitch-up. From September, I'm not going to have any say over what time she... Goes out, comes in, goes to bed, and where she goes and what she does. You'll be the least of it. I had a mate whose son went to university, and um, he got 
he got thrown out. And I always think, fucking hell, getting thrown out of university, it's like the hardest thing to be thrown out of in the world. Yeah, right? I did it. I managed to pull that off. Did you I get thrown out? Of, what, were I you just not, after, were yeah. you not studying? Just low, low attendance. I passed all low the attendance. exams at the end of the year, just didn't go to enough lectures. Right, yeah. But well, I, I, mean, I went that, to university. That's impressive. I went to university in Sunderland, or the Polytechnic, mm. as it was called back then in 1990. So I yeah. didn't do the whole thing about moving away from home. I was right. still living at home with me folks, and just the bu- the uni was like twenty minutes away on the bus. So yeah, it's a pain in the ass. It was almost like it was. You got you either got to fucking fully commit or just don't bother. Don't okay, don't yeah. stay at home and go to uni. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you may get chucked out. It's very it's very difficult to get chucked out. So you it know, is. I admire you for doing yeah. so. But this is my mate's son. I don't know the kid, but I was asking him what happened. He goes, oh, well, that was just the thin end of the wedge. Once he got thrown out and we started investigating further about what the fuck he'd been up to, he goes, um, him and his mates had got back into the meow meow and they'd run a bet. <laughs> Shit. He goes, he'd run a bet in their like house on campus you know one of these dorms where like 12 of you live together yeah quite early on he said they'd they'd all sort of like they'd met and they'd bonded over this bet that they'd had in the first week he must have been sharing with some right nutters let's do a bet to see who can stay up for the most nights running oh jesus christ and they all got into taking meow meow to help meow, meow them do assisted. it and yeah. anyway he won he like ended up staying up for a week and had to go to hospital because yeah there's only so long you can stay awake for before stupid, you die. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that wasn't the, the university didn't find out about that. And go, oh, we hear you've been staying up every <laughs> night on meow meow. You must leave this place, this seat of learning. They wouldn't give a fuck as long as you're paying the old the tuition fees. Of the university. <laughs> yeah, you have brought this university into disrepute. <laughs> staying up, staying up one night, maybe two nights, perhaps. <laughs> That five or six nights on meow meow. No, this shall not stand. This is a place of learning, not chaos. <laughs> so yeah, so they chucked him out just because he wasn't showing up to anything. Yeah, but then when my the mate meow. investigated, he goes, "Why aren't you showing up to anything?" He ended up going, "Well, all right, I'll level with you. It's because I did a bet <laughs> to see who could stay up longest, and I won." But it was because of all the meow meow that I had to go to hospital. But at least I won. We've had both sides of the sleep coin there, haven't we? Mm. We've had the joys of sleep and the need for sleep. And then we've had the, the idiotic fucking side of it where you try to go a week without well, sleeping did kids, on the meow meow. Kids, I've been, I can't remember if I told you this, but I've been reading a book called Why We Sleep. Yeah. It's public, it's, it's, um, it was, it's quite well known. Um Anyway, I've been dipping in and out of it. And actually, obviously, it does have quite a lot of... Um, it's by a bloke called Matthew Walker. It's, but, um, it's obviously got quite a lot of Top Flight Time Machine content potential mm. as well. It's not why I read it, but as I was reading it, I was thinking, fucking hell. Um, and, and basically, the doctors, they don't really know why we sleep, right? They don't have... This bloke's <laughs> the world... They don't fucking know. It's like some sort of weird evolutionary anomaly. Yeah. They're like, everything else they can explain, yeah. but they're not quite sure why. But what he does conclude in this book is it's like the miracle cure. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. 
sleep is the best thing for everything, right? Yeah, sleep, sleep just is though. Sleep is, isn't mm, it? It's just something that happens, mate. Yeah, that'd be and a good thing. Go sleep it. just is, but it's, but it's sh- shut my body down. Shut my you know, body we've, down. We've, you just we've, have we've to. nailed it in the past. You have to, but the what I don't understand about teenagers, and I was never particularly like this myself. But a lot, a lot of people were, and I was teenagers. I still see it now. Is they're sort of averse, almost on a political basis, to mm. sleep. They think mm. it somehow is like undermining to the fundamentals of who they are, what their identity is. They marry their identity to how little sleep they require. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't understand that. Like mm. I used to think it was weird when we were kids because someone we'd be at someone's house or whatever. And, you know, maybe you were getting fucked up and maybe it was like, right, we'll all just fucking kick down here on the floor, whatever. But it'd be like, let's all stay up. And it was like a challenge. Mm. And I would always be, why? I'm not going to fucking fall to sleep. I don't want to stay up. Yeah. Your company isn't that good. I'm fucking bored of listening to you all. I'm bored of listening to myself. It's time to shut my body down. Do us all a favour. The thing is, because I was always, I mean, I was known for being the one to fall asleep fastest. And without shame. That was the thing I had no shame about. A lot of people had shame when they're doing it. Oh, look at him, he's sleeping. I'd be like, fuck this. I'm checking yeah. out. But I'm then everyone, nice I always sleep my mouth open. Everyone would fill my mouth with shit. Uh, not, not cock. Like, you know, no, fag ends and sweet yeah. wrappers and whatnot. No, that's not nice. And I'd wake up and be like, bah, 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 bah. But all not I was nice. trying to do was be a sleep pioneer and yeah. show the kids, look, man, sleeping is cool. That's the yeah. thing. Sleep was considered uncool when you're young. Of course it was. Of course it was. We're trying. We're trying to turn that around, aren't we? Mm. We should um, do some t-shirts maybe, maybe, that say "Sleep do, is cool." Do we? Do we have lots of? I don't know. Do we have lots of teenage listeners? We could do tours of schools <laughs> and talk about how cool sleep is. Come on. We? we could do theatrical workshops. We could do learning and growing. Yeah, we could do <laughs> theatrical <laughs> workshops about hey kids. You said. Hey, see my pal Andy? What's he doing? That's right. He's sleeping. You're in bed. You're in bed, right? (laughs) We have a bed on the stage. You're in bed, but you are dressed in a crisp white T-shirt, not unlike the one you're wearing now, a leather biker jacket, right? You've got black Ray-Bans on. And get this, you're smoking a cigarette, but in your sleep. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And And you're like, see, kids, sleep can be cool. And by the side of the bed, a motorbike is parked on its stand. Yeah. Ready for ready. me to jump, jump on ready it and ride away. Ready for me to wake up. Re- ready yeah. for me to jump on it and ride away when I wake up, just like Terence Trent Darby did in the video for Sign Your Name. Sign Your Name. <laughs> I, I, he had a leather biker jacket on, and I believe it had tasseled yeah. arms as well. What did he do? Didn't he sleep with a woman in that video and then get up and then just ride right. off on his bike? I've got to go. Oh, what time is it? Yeah, all oh, right, I've got to go. Where's my bike? Oh, good, it's parked right here. Yeah, yeah, I'll call you later. I'll call you later. I've got to get to the recording studio. <laughs> Where's my jacket? Oh, I'm wearing it. Great. Te- old Terence from Derby. Yeah, we'll do By that. By the way, we'll some- I'm sure I've said this before, but you, you, if you're looking for his music on Spotify, which you should be at all times... Mm. Um, he, you cannot find him under Terence Trent Derby anymore, oh, so it's really difficult. Him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's fucking, it's it's ridiculous. Luckily, my wife did some digging and worked this out for me, um, because she's always researching Terence Trent Derby, Terence from Derby, yeah. like, at all times. 
she tries to stay across what he's up to. Yeah. Um, but it's really bad because you might think I want to listen to, um, you know, either the Hardline according to Terence Trinobi or maybe even his second album, which some people consider superior, which I think is called <laughs> Neither <laughs> Fish Nor Flesh. Neither Fish Nor Flesh. Yes, I, I own that on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, it's like my my wife, but she's always trying to be clever. Is like she prefers that I, actually one. Think, I actually think it's better than the Hardline. Yeah. Uh, did you know that um, Introducing the Hardline was produced by Martin Ware from Heaven 17? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And it's, also, it's one of the great albums of the 80s. It, I would say it's one of the greatest albums ever. It, it contains one of the most embarrassing moments in musical history, as far as I'm concerned, which is the opening of Dance Little Sister, where he goes, uh, Get up out of your rocking chair, Grandma! Yeah. And then he goes, Or should I rather, say... Would you care to dance, to grandmother? Dance, grandmother? Uh, yeah. I, that just makes my entire <laughs> Does that being you out? shrink whenever I hear yeah. that. It's yeah. like, no. No, you've yeah, done really well on this album. It's a great I know, album. I know what you mean, but... And I know that bit, and it is cringe, but oh, there's something man. about it, like... I just think... I think Terence from Derby gets away with it. Do you reckon? I, I mean, it's awful. It is objectively awful. <sighs> but I don't know. when you're in the swing of that album and it's got you in its clutches... Yeah, you can you're let like, go. By that stage in the album, I can't remember where that comes on the album. You're just sort of like, basically anything goes at this yeah, stage. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Keep going. Yeah. It, I've just because looked it. Prince does all manner of fucking cringeworthy, like, speaking interludes on all of his albums. And some of True. the shit he comes out with. I mean, this is clearly a Prince homage where he does yeah. that it's like yeah. because Prince was all over doing shit like that at this stage in the yeah. 80s and so and obviously he's a Prince obsessive and he's thought right I'm going to try a bit of that and it's like mm, it's a bit difficult because you're not quite Prince but I can see what you're going for but you forgive Prince loads of weird shit that he says I don't know I don't think it's just, it's just sort of overt it's just yeah, it's, it's, the beginning it's of the song it's just anyway he's, uh, he's going under the name of um, oh where's it gone I just had it there a second ago uh, Sananda Maitreya. Yeah. That's what you want to look for if you want to listen to some to, to Trent Derby. As he yeah, used you to be really called. should. I mean, that album, the, the Hardline according to Trent Derby, that is one of those albums any day, any time, yeah. any situation, any mood. Fucking whack that I mean, on you, he was, uh, just when He just came along fully formed, didn't he? With yeah. If You Let Me Stay is the first single, which is a oh. brilliant song. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. If you watch the video to you let me stay, like... You, that is the biggest. That is the biggest Teddy Sheringham in the history of pop music. Almost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oi, oi, the kids! Oh, yeah. It's like he has rolled into pop music, like yeah. Teddy Sheringham rolled oh, into fucking Manchester out. United in a Ferrari on day one. Yeah, he's like there is no kind of. Um, oh, I'll just ease myself in. Like he's in the full fucking gallop. He's in. Um, I can't remember. What you, it's like a matador style suit. Yes. Right, with the trousers that come up above your belly button. Yeah. And he does the most outrageous fucking dance routine. It's like Prince and Michael Jackson rolled into one. But he's got these long dreads that he utilises as part of the dance moves as well. He's got a couple of super camp backing singers who are also amazing. Yeah. And it's just fucking... Yeah, it's a, it, he announces himself on the scene. In, yeah. It, it, but, you know... A few years ago, he someone tracked him down and he was living in Italy somewhere. Right. Again, fucking brilliant move. Fuck this, yeah. I'm moving to Italy. Right. Yeah. Uh, why would I? You said, I was like, why would you not live in Italy? Do you know what I mean? And so he's living in Italy under this new fucking name. Yeah. Yeah, you can come and interview me. Uh, a couple of things, though. One, I now live in Italy. Two, I've completely changed my name. So under no circumstances, call me Terence. I am no Sanander. <laughs> but by all means, come out and find me if you can. I will send you a number of clues as to my whereabouts. Um, and he goes, he said, and it, weirdly, it was either the Spectator or the New Statesman did this interview. I remember it being in a really unlikely place. He says... And he believes this totally, mm. that his career, because it he was famously very arrogant, wasn't he? And in every interview he did, he said, I will yeah. be the number one pop star in the world. Yeah. But you, you look back at it and you look at everything he had in his locker and you sort of think, well, yeah, he was right to think that because he did have everything. Well, he'd been, he'd been a boxer. He'd been in the army. He, I think he'd been a model for a while. So, I mean, you know, yeah. fucking, yeah, of course. Yeah, and he had, you know, he had a brilliant voice, brilliant songs, and was a brilliant dancer, and was really good looking. So, I mean, he was like the perfect pop star. And, and the other thing was, was that he had total credibility in terms of, like, music critics, all those in the know, right? Every All the credibility of, like, a you know, a, a sort of a, um, a soul singer, from of the old school but he also had pop crossover appeal because he was a pretty boy and the production you say Martin (coughs) Weather that makes sense because it had very sort of poppy production on top of the good song so he had the lot then suddenly it all went tits up why well Samanda will tell you the reason it went tits up is that Michael Jackson himself from his from fucking Neverland yeah on his screens that he sat before with Bubbles Watching every different pop star in the world at all Which times the, to work out what the competition was. Yeah. He saw it and he said, no, this guy is a threat. End him. Shut him down. Yeah. And he says, 
that Michael Jackson used his minions and his power and his influence in the music industry to have Terence Trent D'Arby's career ended, killed at birth. Mm-hmm. And was this, uh, does this come from, is there, is there any hard evidence or is this just the word of Terence uh, Trent D'Arby? I don't Darby know. Don't know. I just remember that's what Terence Trent D'Arby said and I was there. I was reading it thinking, I don't know, mate, this is a bit far-fetched. <laughs> I'm looking at some of his recent work. He's still putting albums out. He's put out one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine albums at Sananda Mitria in this, this century. The latest mm. ones, uh, 2011's The Sphinx. Whoa. T- 2013, Return to Zoathalon. Hey! It gets better. It gets better. 2015, the rise of the Zugbrian Time Lords. Fucking yes. 2017's more, more. Let's say grounded. Prometheus and Pandora. <laughs> and then just last year, he released Pandora's Playhouse. Ooh, so, sounds a bit um, sexy. Yeah, I'd like to hear more of them. I'll get on the Spotify later on and have a bit of Yeah, we'll get on to that. Um, you should mention the Sphinx there. I've been meaning to mention this, just a quick one. But um, I mentioned the other day that there's an investor in West Ham. Maybe I mentioned it off air, I can't remember. But there's a, a, an investor in West Ham now who mm. intends... He, he bought 27% of the club last year. Mm. And the idea, the suggestion is that next year he will acquire... A controlling stake off of Sullivan and Gold. Yeah. Um, his name's Daniel Kritzinski, and he is um, he's from the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. He already owns a large amount in Sparta Prague. But here's here's the thing that I want to tell you. He, I think he's the richest man in the Czech Republic. Nickname: the Czech Sphinx. Wow. What a name! Fucking hell. Does he, does he own a Sphinx? Does he have no, his the, own Sphinx? The, the reason they call him the Czech Sphinx is because of his inscrutable um, approach to investments. No really? one can ever, no one can ever predict what his next move will be. But whatever it is, always seems to come off. So he suddenly right. like invests in the most improbable and unlikely things, like for instance West Ham United, is, <laughs> and then suddenly it turns something? into. To a is golden that something egg. The, the Sphinx was famous for then in I don't know. investments? I don't know. Like I don't know much about the Sphinx, but now Neither it's twice I. I it's it come up like recently. It, it feels like a history box. It definitely feels like a history box. Yeah. I mean, I know what the cunt looks like, more or less. He's sort of like a big mental fucking Egyptian sort of leopard tiger, isn't yeah. he? Does yeah, he wear an Egyptian know, I hat? Know, I don't know anything about him or what, what he's about. Is he a man? Is he a woman? Is he a cat? He's, he's, is, I think he's at part animal, part man. That's what I'm guessing. I'm looking, oh, there's this, right. We've got Sphinx in general and we've got that particular Sphinx in Egypt. So there's more than right. one Sphinx. I oh, right, thought he was a one off. Yes, I, I thought did. I thought, thought it was just him. But no, a Sphinx is a mythical creature with the head of a human yeah. and, the, and the body of a lion with the wings oh. of a falcon. Yes. Um, and there is. A big old page about the Sphinx, about Sphinx in general. I don't know what the plural is. Is it Sphinxes? Sphinx Eye? Sphinx Eye. Sphinx. Sphinx, probably, yeah. <laughs> so I think we will uh, explore the, 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 the world's Sphinx population uh, in History Box very soon. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes the universe sends us messages and all this ch- talk of the. Um, of sphinxes coming up 
few yeah. mentions of sphinxes. Um, can I can I tell you about something else that I saw on Twitter that fascinated me that yes, might please. appeal to you? So I follow this really great Twitter account, which great for me, probably not for anyone who didn't grow up in West London. It's called Back in Time West London. Right, find yeah. it old London W14. It's a woman I used to work with actually years ago at, at ITN, I think. And anyway, she now runs this brilliant account, which is just old historical pictures from any place in West London. Yeah. And um, she's, she posted this yesterday. It's 1950. Do you, have you heard of the Lions Corner House or Lions Tea Rooms? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. If, so presumably they had them all over the country. Yeah, my they were mom, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And particularly my nan used to go on about them nonstop. My mum still does. Oh, we used to go to the Lions Tea House. Blah, blah, blah. They do sound fucking good, right? But the big one was at Marble Arch, and it was Marble Arch Maison Lions Corner House. And right. this woman on Back in Time West London posted a picture of it, and it says, it's 1955, you're meeting a friend at Marble Arch Maison Lions Corner House. There are five levels, each floor featuring a different themed restaurant with an yeah. orchestra playing. An orchestra oh. on every fucking floor, Andy, right? Wow. Which do you choose? Are you ready for the choices? Yes, please. These are the five floors at Lions Tea House in 1955. The Chicken Fair, Fair spelled F A Y R E, the Star Grill, mm-hmm. the Bacon and Egg, mm. Restful Tray, mm-hmm. or the Grill and Cheese. Wow. There are pictures of each of them. They all look amazing. They look like the sort of dining areas you see on fancy cruise ships. Yeah. It's a huge building in Marble Arch on the corner of Edgeware Road and Marble Arch, if you know that that area. Um, it's a huge building, so each floor was fucking colossal. I'll just tell you again, and you can make your choice. Chicken Fair, Star mm-hmm. Grill, the Bacon and Egg, the Restful Tray, or the Grill and Cheese. I mean, my obvious reaction would be the, the Bacon and Egg. Mm. Um, that's my gut reaction. But what was the Star yeah. one? The Star... The Star Grill. The Star Grill. I'd probably go to the Star Grill. That's going to be that's just curious. mixed grill, isn't it? There'll be steak. Yeah. There'll be all the meats plus quite oh. a lot of offal. So for me, I always for me it's got to be the restful tray. I would go for the restful tray. tray. It, that, that's yeah. the one that gives away the least about what the food is. Yeah. But obviously the word restful is appealing. I'm probably and thinking I like of the, the mystery. That's stars. very much the sphinx of this restaurant, isn't it? I call that yeah. the sphinx floor. Sphinx floor, yeah. Sphinx level. We're looking for sphinx yeah. level activity now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I was assumed the Lions Tea House was just because, like I say, they were all over tea the place. I assumed they were just somewhere you go for tea and maybe a scone or something like yeah, that. But I think this is like seems... the, the main one in the whole country, right? Because it was the big, the the um... big central London one. Yeah, so that that's I... what I, I'm guessing. Other yeah. people, if we've got any older listeners, they might be able to fill us in. But it feels like she, she shows there's a postcard with pictures of the inside and the outside, and then. She also posted, uh, someone asked her exactly where it was. Mm. And she said, here's the building now. And, you know, you'd you'd recognise it because it's just like a huge block right opposite Marble Arch, right? Yeah. I don't know what it is now. Maybe a department store. I love that. And, we'll look uh, into that. Yeah, but this one, I feel like it's the mothership. And that's why there's that's like the word five we're fucking for. floors. Yeah. It's the mothership. It's the hive. Yeah, yeah totally. Can I just mm. ask, talking about our Saturdays that we had at the weekend, can I just ask you to rate my Saturday evening? 
Um, I'll just tell you what mm. happened. It was um, it was a solitary Saturday evening, and mm. um, I went to see Echo and the Bunnymen. Oh yeah, at the Siege in Gateshead, mm. the brilliant, huge music venue. And I was meant to go with my brother, but they he got um, waylaid oh. doing something else, so we couldn't go. So it was just me. And I thought, right, what can I do? I can either go to the gig and just turn up. 20 minutes before they go on mm. drive there go in watch them fuck off again because I'm on my own have a quick pint before I go into the venue um, I thought no because I'm trying to I'm trying to get fit and try and mm. lose some weight again and mm. what I did was I got to the Sage at about 7pm two hours before they were due to go on and mm. I went for a walk along the quayside of Newcastle and Gated. And I did eight kilometres. Wow. All the way. Well, not all the way. If you go all the way, fuck knows, you'll end up in the in the sea. But um, eight kilometres backwards and forwards along the quayside of Newcastle, looking at things, enjoying um, the sights, the sounds, the smells, the fresh air, looking at the river. Of a Saturday time. night on Newcastle quayside. Saturday night, Newcastle quayside. Early though, early doors, so it wasn't. So all there was that no lively. one being pissed and all that. There was a few that'd been at it all afternoon. Mm. There was a few, but not loads. It wasn't like, like as as uh, wild and crazy as it gets later on. And yeah. I had a fucking lovely time. And then after I'd done my eight kilometre walk along the quayside, got to the v- the venue, had a pint, and then a nice sit down and watched Echo and the Bunny Man. They were brilliant. Now entertain me, cunts. Yeah. Exactly. I'm exhausted. So, I'm exhausted. I'm thirsty, and I require entertainment. So this is what I'm trying to do now. If I've got any downtime anywhere, walk around. Fit in a walk. Get the steps in. Try to get ten thousand steps in. Did each you day. listen to any music? Nope. It was dark. That makes I didn't it want better. to listen to music because mm. I, I might have got mugged. Oh you know yeah, someone I mean? might jump on your back. Yeah, I'm always wary of that kind of thing. Yeah, but um, I walked across. The Swing Bridge. I walked across the Millennium Winking Eye Bridge. I went wow. all the way along the quayside. That's lovely, I, mate. So there you go. Rate that if you dare. Well, I'll give that a 10. I really think that's great that you managed to... Fa- it's great It's great logistics as well that you managed to get there because it's the sort of thing that I sort of think, oh, that's a nice idea. And oh, I ran out of fucking time. I'll never fit this in. But you got there early. You planned it out. You yeah, did the walk. You did time. it without music. It's very good for your mind as well as your body, that. It is. I think. Yeah, it is. You know? Lot, and the thing lot of is time well, for contemplation, relaxation. Some, some contemplation, some thinking, some planning, some reflection. Mm. And as mm. well, you know, it's a part of the world. I've spent a lot of time over the decades, some memories. Yeah. All of that was really good. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Walking with nowhere to go, that's another thing that kids don't understand, but is fantastic. Just walking with nowhere to go, letting yeah. it stir memories. Yeah, yeah. Just letting your brain around. wander wherever it chooses. Yeah. It's, it's it's increasingly impossible to get lost these days with phones and maps and GPS yeah, and all exactly. that. So just have a wander around. Yeah. Yeah, do it. That is that's lovely. And I'm glad the band were good and all. They were brilliant. Yeah. Um would you like to finish on a poem that we've been sent by Tom Pullin? I've just been looking at it, yeah, I would yeah, very much. It's great. <laughs> um Tom Pullin, thank you for this. He got in touch, he said saw this online. The lads who wrote it won third place in a primary school poetry competition with it. It feels extremely TFTM. 
Only third place, which is astonishing. I'd like to see what it's came back in first and second. If this only I haven't came seen third. the poem. It's a scandal. Um, the title of the poem is Fun, 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 and it goes like this. Eating lovely sweets. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Buying toys. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Having a barbecue. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Playing with my swing ball. Fun, fun, fun. Sleeping in my bed. Fun, fun, fun. There it is. It's all there. What a fucking poem. I that is I mean I'm I'm no big poetry expert. <laughs> I did a bit of T.S. Eliot at A level, but that's it really. But I tell you what, that fucking kicks T.S. Eliot right up its ass. That does. Right up the that bracket. Is, that okay. speaks our fucking language and I shared it with Len right away and he was just like he shook his head in awe. He just went, "That is brilliant." I mean that we give that first prize in the TFTM poetry competition. Yeah, Unbeatable. our inaugural poetry competition. Don't enter because it's already been won. Yeah, by this kid, it, it, it's finished. Yeah, uh, quickly just looking at the predictions from the weekend. Um, you got one point, Sam. Yeah. Uh, I got eight points. Wow. Wow. Spot got two. Well, I, I predicted Sunderland one, Wimbledon one. So six points mm. from that. Wow. Um, so I am now three points ahead at the top of the prediction Ah, oh, is this the first time you've been ahead in a few months? It's the first time I've been ahead this season, I think. You've Since... been chipping away at my lead for quite a while. Well, yep. I think one of... of my problems is I, I always, always predict a West Ham win. Mm. And West Ham have been pretty pony for the last sort of two months. Yeah, that, that, not, that, not winning that's much. made the difference, I think. I mean, I it predicted has, yeah. 2-1... Leicester win and you got that equaliser right at the you end you were seconds away I got that, du- that dubious possible handball it was, a, it was a fucking handball how that is it was. not a handball I've never been so astonished the amount of goals we've had disallowed that have been perfectly fine <laughs> but what it comes down to Andy is I don't understand the rules of football anymore <laughs> and I'm not being silly or facetious when I say that it's that they seem to change the rules a lot they're always yeah. fussing about with the rules so I'm like I'm sitting there with Len, I'm going, well, that's not getting allowed. It's fucking come off his arm. And, it's, you and see they're the, going, the, oh. The, his shirt move on the on the bottom of his shirt where the armband yeah. is. But then it turns out, then it turns out that you are now allowed to use your fucking arm. I did, No one told me that. I thought the fundamentals of football yeah. were you weren't allowed to use your fucking well, arms. I, I knew goes, sure oh, no, it's was all fine. right. It's all right because it's the top of his fucking arm. So yeah. that is a legitimate goal. It's not they didn't spot it coming off his arm. It's that you're allowed yeah. to score with your fucking arm. Oh, yeah, we did mention that. You can use your arms now. Yeah, you're allowed now. We had a little get-together in the summer. I thought, <laughs> right, how can we shake things up? Keep people guessing. Yeah? Keep oh. everyone on their toes. Here's an idea. How about you're allowed to score with your fucking arms now? <laughs> yeah. But only the top of a mind. <laughs> Another reason why football is stupid. Well, there you fucking go. Fucking hell. So but anyway, um, you know, I'm happy at the point, but Leicester were fucking ripped off. Yeah, so there we are. So um, I'm I'm now for however long at the top of the table. So we'll see where that goes. Um, all the usual stuff coming up over the next few days. Thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.
when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.